0: Hi, I'm Dave Plisky, and welcome back to For You and For Me, an alternative way to listen to Monsignor Kieran Harrington's homilies. This past Sunday was the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and there was a reading from Isaiah, from Romans, and the parable of the sower from the Gospel of Matthew. Monsignor didn't give any homilies this past Sunday, so he's here back in the studio with me to give some, uh, some words of wisdom to us. So hi, It's Monsignor. good to be here with you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you.
1: It's my pleasure. You know, it's funny, I was thinking about Romans because I think about my sister. Uh, my sister Catherine uh, was always a very vain kid growing up. Uh, she may be listening, so i want to be careful, but she was always vain. She wouldn't go out without her makeup on. She was always uh, very particular about her appearance. And I remember when she was getting married, I was just ordained a priest as she was getting married, and we had a conversation, and she said to me, Kieran, I am not going to have any kids uh, because I don't want to ruin my figure. And we had a big fight, and I said, well, if you're not going to have any kids, I'm not going to prepare you for marriage. Go talk to the priest. and you know If he allows it, he'll allow it, but I'm not going to get involved in this because the church requires that you want to have children. Mm. So uh, she went to speak to her priest, and uh, lo and behold, about nine months after she was married, uh, their child was born. Their first child was born. So uh, I remember going to the hospital to see my sister, and I walked in the door, and there she was uh, in the hospital. The makeup was all over her face. She looked like a wreck. I felt terrible for her. I said, Catherine, how are you? And she said, I'm so happy. Oh. Uh, Creation is groaning, right? Giving birth. There is this question of giving birth, and it's a mixture of great pain and suffering, but also euphoric joy. That's, I think, a great image for us to kind of take a look at the world uh, today. You know, our recently uh, Cardinal Meisner died. He is a uh, he was an Archbishop of Munich and a good friend of Pope Benedict. And Pope Benedict, in writing the remark, uh, very was quoted pretty regularly, saying that in his remarks. At the, concerning the funeral of Cardinal Meisner, he said, you know, it's sometimes where the boat seems to have taken on so much water that it's almost capsized. Mm-hmm. He always had hope. Uh, that's something which is important for us, right? We live in an age where it could seem that the world has undergone such great change. You know, at one point there were people who were very hostile to faith, uh, but now we live in a world where maybe there's not particular hostility. It's just there is, uh, the faith is ignored. And it seems as though even many Christians uh, don't really live their life as Christians. And so this is what the Pope is referring to, Pope Benedict was referring to when he said, uh, you know, the the ship has taken on so much water. Uh, so we could kind of be despairing about that when we kind of take a look at the world and see how many people don't go to church. Maybe, uh, you know, a grandparent doesn't see their kids or their grandchildren go to church. Uh, maybe a young guy is looking for a young woman, doesn't find a lot of young women who are going to church, or vice versa, a young woman looking for a young guy. Guy doesn't find somebody with the values they share. Uh, in terms of raising a family, it's very complex today. All the diversity, which is so good and to be celebrated, but then also complexity in terms of how life is being lived. Uh, and so, on one hand, we want to be sensitive, compassionate, open to others, and at the same time, how do we say that we don't agree with decisions that people may be making in their life? It's very complex. So in the span of a generation, we went from from when I was a boy, it would be unthinkable to live together before getting married, to now that that being de rigueur, that this is expected, Uh, whereas you would have thought homosexual marriage or same-sex marriage would have been unthinkable not even seven or eight years ago, today it's, it's very commonplace, and to actually oppose it would be. So this is the great cultural shifts yeah. that, we are, that are taking place, and we as people of faith have to respond. How do we respond? This is the question. And this is, I think, then uh, why a lot of people can be sort of despairing, thinking the whole thing is kind of sliding. But St. Matthew gives us hope. And if you listen to the parable of the sower, it gives us great hope, right? Because ultimately, the seed is going to be success- successful. And that's the challenge we have to have. Our job is to simply spread the seed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And ultimately, what we have to believe in is that the power of God is going to be at work, and he's going to make it successful. And that's what we hear, actually, in the first reading as well. Uh, and this is where we're hearing uh, about uh, what we're hearing in the first reading is, is that the power the proclamation mm-hmm. is in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not in how smart you or I might be or how uh, how well-equipped we will be or how savvy we'll be, but it's in the power of the proclamation of the gospel itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, going back to where we started um, with your sister, like, I, I think it's, um, like, she had her reasons for, you know, kind of uh, not knowing if she wanted to have children. Vanity. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> and and you know, as a as a single person myself, um, I often, you know, it's it's very um, it, it's it's a it's it's a challenge to think about raising a, a child in that environment that you just described. You know, yeah. where where we have there's so much complexity. But the
1: the to challenge, the biggest challenge, Dave, is is selfishness. Mm. Is that when you have a child, you're not the center of the world anymore. Mm-hmm. The child is at the center of the world. And we live in, in a world where we are all pretty selfish. And so what's the way in which we get around that is we just have fewer and fewer children uh, or no children at all. You know, dogs kind of uh, are able to satisfy our our longing for <laughs> companionship and friendship. And as you know, you who live in and work here in Brooklyn, that's part of what goes on, right, mm-hmm. is is that it, uh, the biggest question for... The proclamation of the gospel is is, is is has our hearts become so hard? You know, that's the, the parable again, mm-hmm. that the ground is just not able to even receive the seed, mm-hmm. because we're so wrapped around our own axle.
0: Right, right. Um, I had a question that's kind of more generic, and um, but it, but it was brought about by the readings that we had this past Sunday. Um, so, the gospel, the, the parable of the sower. Um, Jesus mentions, Jesus quotes Isaiah. Um, and and the first reading is from Isaiah, right. but not that reading. It's, right. it's it's a different text, and I was just curious. You know, that there was an opportunity for the church leaders who decided what the readings are to to show the actual like the context of that original you know uh, uh, quote from Isaiah, and instead they have a different one. And I was wondering. I mean, certainly by having a different one, you have an opportunity to kind of uh bring more text to, to, the, right. to the picture and i'm sure that that's part of it
1: actually picture. what isaiah is doing the reading we hear, is contextualizing what jesus is referencing so J- jesus speaks to isaiah mm-hmm. and the hundredfold uh of the seed that you know how the seed is but this is contextualizing that mm-hmm. that work so okay. that's what you're, you're really seeing and of course you know the picking of the readings is very carefully done yeah, i was going to ask you about that yeah, very very carefully done to actually Generally, uh, you know the the gospel and the first reading correspond uh-huh. with one another, uh, and then the moral lesson of how the practical living out is is, is what we read in
0: the epistles. Uh-huh. Okay, and and they haven't changed in a long time, right? Those years no, A, right. B, and C, A, B, and C. Okay,
1: they changed actually with the Second Vatican Council. It was
0: a I, new calendar of readings. Yeah, I was looking this up and. It was, it was a kind of a hazy answer, but it seemed like you, you, you read about two-thirds of the Bible in, right. in three
1: years. In the three-year cycle. In, yeah. That's right. Okay. And that's important, right? Because a lot of people think that Catholics don't read the Bible. But in fact, you're getting if a you go lot. To if you're mass, going to Mass, you're getting a lot of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or throughout the uh, right. throughout the three years and it makes
0: sense that you wouldn't include you know the censuses from deuteronomy or whatever you know well they do
1: include the censuses uh, that you find yeah. in, in and so matthew's the, gospel right okay. the, the genealogy is yeah. quite long right. and but it's a strategic purpose of saying you know the connecting jesus to uh to uh, salvation history so uh, the the point is is to say what are the key moments in scriptures that are important for everyone to know certainly all scripture is inspired therefore important but there are certain key moments in terms of revelation Mm -hmm. that have import for you and for me right right
0: great Um, anything else you wanted to talk about No, it's been great to talk to you Dave. yeah I really always appreciate it thank you all right well um, Thank you for listening at home, too. Uh, we, we, couldn't, we wouldn't be able to do this without you, so please continue to spread the word. It, it, it warms my heart seeing us uh, you know, continue to grow. Um, if you're in Brooklyn, you can come and hear these homilies straight from the source at the Co-Cathedral of St. Joseph in Prospect Heights. On Twitter, you can tweet at MonsignorH and with the hashtag F-Y-A-F-M, or you can email me comments or questions at podcast at desalesmedia.org, and I may be able to address them the next time we do a face-to-face episode. For You and For Me is brought to you by DeSales Media Group. Please subscribe to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. For Monsignor Kieran Harrington, I'm Dave Plisky, and these are his words to live by, for you and for me. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Monsignor.